0: Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Vegan Academy podcast. I'm your host, Kuhn, and each week, together with another vegan expert, we help you to transform your life and thrive on a vegan lifestyle. But before we head into today's episode, let me share with you the audio course Six Days to Personal Power we just released to the public. If you want to learn the fundamentals on how to change your lifestyle consistently and take charge over your own life, and check out the link in the description below and use the code PODCAST for 50% off. So now let's get started with today's episode and enjoy listening. Welcome. Oh, wow, I'm so excited for this. The very, very first Vegan Academy podcast who would have thought started with a small idea a couple of weeks ago and now we are. Online already with uh, our very first special guest today. I'm super honored to uh, have her here. From climbing the corporate ladder to uh, battling diseases and actually becoming one of the most yeah well-respected and well-known vegan coaches here in Barcelona, give us a warm welcome for Holly Barber today.
1: Hi, (laughs) thank you for having me.
0: So it's my pleasure, really. Like I said, our first guest, so uh, I'm super thankful for. uh, Uh, you joining us here today uh holly like i said you're coming from the corporate world now yeah becoming actually a really successful vegan uh, personal trainer life coach here in uh, in barcelona um how was that shift can you tell us a little bit about your journey how you went from yeah where you were and where you are now today
1: i can yes it's been crazy when I think about it actually because I think you get so used to your own story but then every time I say it I I learn something new from it myself as well so yeah I guess a bit of a cliche um, story like uh, from a job that I wasn't enjoying I loved the people there but it just wasn't filling me with any sort of joy and I think when you realize that there's no going back you can either stay comfortable in that position of I was earning good money. I had an apartment in Manchester in the UK. I had everything that you would think would be success. And I still wasn't happy. And then, well, call it fate, call it whatever. But then I had a a really big wake up call and I had, um, I suffered with blood clots on my lungs. So they're called pulmonary embolisms in 2012. And then a year later, I had a similar thing happen. And in that year between was very much for me like a place of, of darkness. It was a place that I didn't learn. I was going to different trainers. I was going to different nutritionists. I was trying to do things. And then that age old thing of starting on a Monday, punishing myself, feeling like if I wasn't dying, then it wasn't exercise. Um, and really being in that, that weird space with my mental health as well. And then a year later in 2013, I got another blood clot. This time was the size of my hand, which traveled through my heart. And then finally, that was the point for me that I was like, I need to change, something needs to change. Um, it wasn't directly to do with my lifestyle, while, why I had these clots, but it was still obviously wasn't helped in the slightest. And then I had this kind of moment, I guess, that a lot of people have had where I'm just like, my life is my responsibility. I need to stop blaming other people. I need to stop blaming the system. I need to stop blaming my job, my colleagues, my boss this is on me and yeah I decided then to go back to university I studied nutrition therapy and weight management um I went into level one two three four personal training fitness instructing gym instructing um, mindset help as well meditation I did a few different courses there and honestly this was whilst doing my job and I was still living in Manchester and this was really hard time actually because I was kind of doing everything at once learning and then working 40 hours a week and just everything else and then I started to see results of course with myself and I started to the penny started to drop with me I was like okay that's why I've been going wrong all this time okay that's nutrition okay that's that's fitness that's how you do this this is how you start to look after yourself and how you start to love yourself and I think from that moment I started to kind of glow differently I guess and people started to notice with me like oh you're a lot more confident but in such a nice way and we're seeing your face light up you're so passionate all of a sudden and then I started training of course my friends and family are like so you're a qualified personal trainer and nutritionist but you're not training us why so I just started doing it kind of at the evening and the weekend and then it got to a point in 2016 after doing all of my studies and everything else and I was doing a lot of different things I just decided that I just didn't want to be in England anymore. I wanted a new adventure and I quit my job, moved to Barcelona and I had absolutely nothing here. I just came out of a a relationship as well. It was in a really difficult stage actually. And my first year in Barcelona was not the dream that I imagined for sure, but it was definitely a learning curve for me. I had nothing, Um, but I met people. I built a community. From the day I moved here, I was in the expat groups. I was meeting up with people. I was creating WhatsApp groups. I was just thinking, right, if I'm in this position, then surely there's others. And that's kind of where the community feel for my studio now comes in. So I will cut a long story short, but basically in the last four years, I had a year out. So I had a year traveling. I got offered the opportunity with my now partner actually to go traveling and to train him for Ironman. And so I trained him. I, we had some fun. We went to lots and lots and lots of different countries. Um, and yeah, I kind of gave myself the opportunity to be able to save up money, to be able to explore actually what I wanted from Barcelona, from myself, from my business. And it gave me the opportunity to be able to come back and put down roots and get my studio that I have now and yeah that was two three years ago nearly and we have the best community and meeting people like you i'm having you know i think i've really created this space now that i can be really proud of and also put my own the reason why i'm passionate about this is because a lot of the clients that come to me have been in a similar situation that i've been in which is why i think it's nice to help people from that space that you've been there too
0: Thank you so much for sharing that uh, with us, uh, Holly. Amazing story. Yeah, really. I think that definitely can be inspiring for a lot of people to, uh, to see that everything is possible. I also definitely come from uh, that, uh, that world myself, from the corporate and now building up my own community and uh, yeah, nice. making this, uh, this new life work. So definitely thank you for sharing that. Um, you said a little bit, you spoke a little bit about like that period in time where it suddenly started to click. What would you say was one of the most, um, yeah, let's say, drive behind that, or what made that click? Um, yeah, that you are now in the position that you are.
1: I think for me, it was kind of a situation where I had to had to look inward, so I had to look in a mirror, and I don't mean that physically. I mean that mentally is that I was I was suffering with a, a mental illness and I wasn't acknowledging it, and I think when I started to acknowledge and call myself out on my own bullshit was when I actually thought, okay, I can, I'm the only one that can change this. And at the end of the day, so I'm in Manchester. Okay. I have an apartment, I have a job, I have friends, I have family, my family lives there. Fine. That's my worst case. So if I came to Barcelona and it all goes terribly wrong, my worst case is ending up with people that love me in manchester probably back at my old job which wasn't that bad you know we're not coming a lot of us are very we're not coming from war-torn countries we're coming from places i'm sure if every if a lot of the people that are listening to this your worst case scenario is probably on a couch with your friends or your family or back at your mum's house as, as hard as it is for the pride it's not that bad so i think when i started to tell myself that every day every time i was scared my worst case scenario was being in my old bedroom at my mom's. It's not really that bad, you know? So what could go wrong? And it was just kind of getting to that and dealing with my own shit and putting up with my own mental health and get, having those therapy sessions that I really didn't want but were really needed to, to move forward.
0: Thank you. De- definitely accountability and holding yourself responsible. Also, eh, for your uh, like you say, uh, your own bullshit, I think that's very powerful. Uh, there's no one else to blame but you and or yeah, I don't know blame is maybe the wrong word in this case, but uh, we get uh, get what we mean in that. Um, what, like I know that you speak a lot about mental health and definitely helping a lot of people as well. If you look at your blog post, for example, on LinkedIn, you speak a lot about that. Uh, what is one of the things that you uh, really help uh, the people that you work with uh, when it comes to uh, shifting their mental health?
1: I guess with this one, it would depend on the person and depend on what they need to move past. But a lot of the people that I speak to, a lot of the time, it's actually to be kind to themselves. And I think there's this, there's this thing at the moment that, and it gets, it kind of goes in shifts. I think it depends who you follow as well. But a lot of the trend at the moment is like the go hard or go home, punish yourself, you know, to get results, you need to be so ruthless and you need to be, you know, we've been there, we're, you know, we, we, we are, we are training trainers, but we're also, we also sport, we also exercise. And some days you don't feel like it, some days you do it. But with anything in life, whether it's a choice, whether it's taking moving away from your job, moving away from a relationship, doing that because you think, I really deserve not to have this in my life. Or I really deserve to be happier or whatever it is. You know, you're doing so from a place of self-love and not punishment. So being able to move forward, because you deserve it and getting that Swiss that mindset in but it'll never happen to me because yada 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 or it will it could never happen to me because she's done it comparison is also a big thing that I work with so not comparing your journey to someone else's there's always going to be someone that you go they're a better PT than me or they're better at their blog post than me or and it happens and it creeps in and comparison will kill joy Like it's a nice quote of someone that I follow on Instagram actually, but um, this kind of thing and just getting rid of that feeling that you have to be better than other people, just be your best self and do this for you and start to feel like you deserve it. And you will feel that gratitude, that deserving nature for yourself. You know, I think that was a really long way to answer that question. No, no, that was (laughs) lovely.
0: Actually. I, I, I totally agree with, um, looking more at yourself than and what is outside of you. And uh, I think also it definitely comes from a place of a certain belief system that you have and a belief about yourself. Uh, like you say, we often get so caught up with like at uh, these little voices in our head that already decided for us, if we can do something yes or no, while we haven't even tried it. And I think that's uh, where it comes down to just trying out and having fun doing it. So, uh, definitely a lot of truth in that, like you have experienced a, a big transformation yourself. You see a lot of transformations in uh, a lot of people that you help with. Uh, what do you think is one of the key ingredients in making a transformation successful?
1: Um, again, it depends in, in what aspects, I guess in the whole, like holistic approach is the, is the, the mental health, the maybe eating a little bit kinder to yourself, eating with intention and training with intention. Like, what do you want from this? Um, what I would say with this is to do, to have a plan as well, to have a little bit of a plan and also go with how you feel on that day. You know, like for, for example, I, I get a client and they come to me and they say, okay, my overall goal is to be healthier. But, well, we can all say, well, I've just ate a piece of broccoli. I'm healthier. You know, it's, you have to have like smart goals. So just thinking about those goals, allowing some room for, oh, today I'm just not feeling it, I'm going to be kind to myself anyway, and I'm going to do some yoga instead of the boxing that was planned or whatever, and being able to be flexible with, with yourself um, and learning from from that as well. I think a lot of people get intimidated by... Again, it's this is more of a comparison thing, I think. But what I've noticed is there's a lot of people that get intimidated by what other people are doing. So you'll see everyone's goals at the moment on Instagram. I'm gonna get a six-pack in lockdown, I'm gonna do 20 hours of yoga a day or whatever, you know. And there's a lot of this stuff, like I'm exaggerating there, and great for people that have goals, but we look at that as in well, my one hour of yoga today was no point in doing that tomorrow because. Sally around the corner is doing 20 hours so I'm just not going to do anything and then it has like a backfire effect because you're concentrating on all of these other issues and thinking everyone else is doing more or there's, there's this yoga teacher that I know that do, did her 500 hour um, certificate and I've only done 100 hours so I can't teach it and it's that whole looking outside to make give yourself permission almost to not do something.
0: I agree with that. I think the 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 higher the, um, how do you say, it? the speed bump down the road, right? The higher the fence is, the more likely people are not trying something in the first place. And uh, I'm a big supporter of just try starting very simple, very, very, very small with something that you know for sure that you can stick to. And if that means that you do two times stretching to the side, two times stretching to the other side, and that's where you start from, perfect. Then cheer it and celebrate it and feel it. And yeah, I think that's definitely the way forward. So uh, totally agree with that, uh, with that one, Holly. Thank you. Um, what did I want to ask you? You spoke a little bit about uh, when we were uh, talking before about intuitive living. Uh, it, I think it's very good. When you transform your life, you have maybe a certain more uh, set. You say, uh, you, you really fix your, your, your goals. I think that's very important. But at one point, Uh, you kind of know the drill and you go towards more intuitive living as you call it would you like to explain a little bit more about that yes
1: so i it's kind of how i like to teach things especially with nutrition um i think the more we the more we think about what we eat what we consume and how we how it makes us feel the more likely it is to be a long-term sustainable plan so i'm i mean There'll probably be nutritionists and trainers now listening to this going, oh my goodness, what is she saying? But I hate, I will never tell my clients to count calories. I will never tell my clients to be too rigid with numbers because it's not sustainable. Maybe for two weeks to see where we are and to see if they get in their fats and their protein and their carbs. And that's, we see what it is. We know what a normal day should look like. But what I want to know is, how do you feel? Because when people come in and they say to me, I have clients go, right, I've been on MyFitnessPal or many of the other ones. I've been on that. And for two weeks, I've stuck to my calories. I've stuck to my macros and I've only lost half a kilo and I'm not happy and this and this and this, and I want to lose more. And I'm like, how do you feel? And then like, well, well, and then they really have to think because they're like, well, I don't know. I've just stuck to numbers. How do I actually feel? And that exactly is is intuitive living. So then it's saying to somebody, okay, so for example, today for our, our lunch, we had like, little bread things with avocado with strawberries because they're in season we had some rocket we had some uh, yellow tomatoes i don't even know if they taste different they just make me excited because they're yellow loads of hummus it was really creamy and we ate it and both of us after these meals i'm like i feel good man i feel so good like that's what my body needed today that's intuitive living I genuinely don't care how many calories is in this. I just know that it makes me feel good. It's going to make me thrive. It got me through four hours of online coaching this morning. It made me feel good this afternoon to do my own workout. It makes me feel like I'm, you know, I'm glowing. I'm happy. I'm energized. I have enough energy. And I think that's kind of where I go also with, um, with plant-based living is, is try it and see how you feel. Because for me, I was, more, I was more of the opinion, just let anyone do anything, whatever you want to do for you and work that way. But with, since I went plant-based, especially in the first few months, it's been about four years now. And the first few months I was like, I feel great. I feel really good and I'm feeling it and I'm enjoying it. And I don't want to be this preachy vegan, but sometimes it's needed is that actually I sit there and I think, oh, I don't eat things that have a heartbeat that's such a cool place to be. And this isn't to shame anybody, but this is just me thinking, oh, I feel really good that I don't have to kill something for my taste buds. Like it's such a nice feeling. And that's kind of the whole intuitive living that I like to teach as well. It's not just go vegan, but actually do, but also just how does something make you feel? How is that going to mentally make you feel when you're eating it? I know that when I drink my three big Three liter, I've got a liter reusable bottle thing. I know that if I get through at least three of those a day, I'm going to feel good. I'm going to feel great. And I, and I look forward to drinking it because I'm like, yes, man, I feel good today. I'm owning my life, you know? And then you're going to be much better in every other aspect of your life, not just to put it in an app and sell in an app to have a tick on it. It's not sustainable.
0: <laughs> I couldn't agree more I definitely see for myself that the intuitive living just figuring out what works for me and of course you watch some inspiring people on YouTube of course there are some plant based doctors that you follow for as some advice or whatnot or the latest ins and outs on the field but in the end it's your body and you should work with what feels good for you and um, everybody is different so maybe you like eating loads of just fresh fruits. Maybe you like to cook a little bit more. Maybe you like, like to eat a lot of fruits. Do whatever works for you. I definitely uh, am a big yeah. cheerleader of that, so to say, as well. But um, <laughs> some some people that are listening now today think like, okay, that sounds great, Oli. That sounds great, Kuhn. I want to do that as well. Uh, how can you go from yeah being more of a controlled eater, so to say, a little bit more fixed on? What do I get in? When do I get in? into a more intuitive way of eating? How can you transition to that? I would say there's a few steps.
1: And the first two steps that I would always advise clients and people who ask me this question is to start a food diary. And I don't just mean calories. I mean just writing down every meal, And then taking a couple of minutes after that meal, this isn't like, I don't want you to write a journal. It's nothing crazy. It's not to add another thing to your day. It's just to have a notebook or on your notes on your phone and just say, right. So I ate that bread this morning with the avocado and everything. And afterwards I felt energized. I felt satisfied because I think a lot of the time it's, it's, it's to do with overeating, but then you're not understanding that you're overeating because you don't remember. So last night, maybe you had, three portions when you should have probably had one, it would make you feel better to have one. So just writing down after each meal, how you feel. So energized, or if you're going to the toilet regularly, that kind of thing, or if you feel like your skin is good, or whatever it is, if you feel light when you wake up in the morning, Um, just little things like that. And then number two, I would say to go colorful. Is to go colorful like colors genuinely this is nice isn't it because i have colors around me in this bookshelf but really i always say eat the rainbow and some of my clients have found ways around this with colorful popcorn and and sweets <laughs> but i would say generally just try and add more color into your into your diet and I am. I will probably put money on it, that you would feel better if you're having a lot of colors, a lot of dark greens, a lot of reds, a lot of like, you know, everything's in season at the moment in Spain. It's great. Like we've got so many strawberries in the fridge. Mushrooms are just coming out of season, but they're still in the supermarkets and eat stuff that's going to make you feel good. And I promise you eating lots of fruits and vegetables in your diet will make you feel good and you're worth feeling good. Don't overcomplicate it.
0: Great advice, don't overcomplicate it. Take it easy (laughs) and uh, yeah, have a little uh, teaser for the eyes, go colorful. I love that advice. Um, Holly, like there's probably people at home now, um, maybe not so productive or feeling super great at this moment to keep on working out or to uh, yeah do all the things that uh, we are maybe doing at this point. Like, what would be your advice for those people that are in that situation right now?
1: I would say to be gentle with yourself mentally first, and maybe explore a little bit why you feel demotivated. Is it the world? Is it because you're bombarded on social media by every trainer? I'm guilty of this as well. It's, it's my job. But for every trainer putting their workouts online or trying to inspire you. And then you just sat there going, Oh, Oh my God. I've got my Instagram at the moment. Genuinely is like flashing every five minutes with people going live and it's amazing. And I love it. And it's great. But there's also the side of me that it'll get to six o'clock in the evening and I have to switch off. Otherwise I'm thinking I should be doing a workout for people. And that's from a trainer's point of view, let alone the consumer. You're being fed a lot at the moment, so maybe sit down with yourself, Think about how you want to feel. Do you want to wake up tomorrow and feel the same as you do now? And if that is what you want, then fine. But if you're feeling demotivated, then I guess not. Explore that feeling. Are you feeling empty? Do you need to fill yourself up with something? It's probably not going to be food, but maybe you can fill yourself up with joy. Go on a Zoom call with your best friend or your family or wherever you are. You know, we've got the internet. We're so blessed to have this tool to help us. Go on some that's going to make you feel good so sometimes I'm not superhuman as much as people think I am and some mornings I wake up and I'm just like what is happening in the world and I'm very lucky that I get have a partner that can very easily bring me back down to earth he's Dutch I think the Dutch are good at this and um but I'll sometimes just put my earphones in I'll put on the cheesiest music I'm talking like Spice Girls like all of the good stuff and I'll just dance around the house now I'm I'm calling that a workout but I'm definitely getting sweaty I'm definitely busting the moves and I'm definitely smiling so just little things like that to nourish yourself you don't have to say I'm going to do a 30 minute workout today and grueling and horrible and oh I don't want to do 20 press-ups today oh I don't want to do this today fine just put some music on maybe just move your body maybe just bring your arms up and down you know and just try and enjoy those small moments that will soon make everything a little bit more bearable and less overwhelming
0: Thank you. Beautiful advice to do more of what really makes you happy. And even if it just sounds very silly, then that's probably the perfect idea to, uh, to start doing yeah. right now. I love that. Uh, I've been doing a lot of classes like that also more and more lately. So uh, nice. it definitely works. And um, Oli, like, of course, uh, you live a certain life yourself. You transformed your life over over the years. Uh, we spoke already a little bit about that. Like, what do you think are nowadays one of the key habits that make you yeah, keep on feeling energetic and yeah, ready for the day and taking action?
1: I think I am. I am the kind of person that, like, m- like many people, I actually thrive off a little bit of routine, and I don't have to be super structured in that routine. There is, there is wiggle move, wiggle room, wiggle room in that routine um but for me it's it's about those little rituals every day so it's about getting up in the morning and this sounds really crazy but the last maybe six weeks every morning we have some fresh orange juice and you know we have this it's really fancy machine i got really excited and it's um you just push the, the um oranges on it and it spins like automatic is i mean it's like A 10 euro equipment but it's great and then you push it down and the orange juice comes out I'm going somewhere with this so that in the morning is like it takes me about 10 minutes to do two glasses of orange juice so I really feel like I'm working for this juice but it's that 10 minutes away from my phone I try not to look at my phone before doing this and I just stand there this is such a vegan thing to say but I just watch the orange juice like coming out of the orange and I just stand there and I just breathe with it this is super Simple, but that for me in the morning is like my thing. And the other day, we ran out of oranges and it got to like 10 o'clock. And I was like, What's wrong with me today? And then, of course, I'm like checking in. I'm like, What have I done? What's different today? Is it the weather? Is it me? You know, do I need to work out more? Do I need to get myself energized? And then I'm like, It's the orange, it's the orange, it's that little 10 minutes. Before looking at my phone, before answering messages, before going on social media, even before having a proper conversation with my partner, just to have that time with the orange. And then we'll sit together, have our orange juice, and we'll really enjoy it. So that just taking that moment, that's intuitive, eating, drinking as well, is just enjoying that orange going down and feeling it. And then I'll have like my clients in the morning. So still for me in lockdown has been more about, it's been a big change but it's been more about creating a new routine. So I very quickly need to get into a routine. I've learned that over the past eight, seven weeks that we've been in lockdown in Spain, is that I work much better with a routine. I work much better when every day I'm giving myself some sort of movement. Now, I think we spoke about this on on LinkedIn the other day is some days I feel like I need to sweat so much and I need to punch things. And it's not even because I'm angry. It's just because I like the way that makes me feel I love those endorphins and feeling badass and I love boxing and so we get the boxing gloves and pads out and we go wild for an hour and afterwards I'm dripping in sweat and I'm like yes I feel so good but I'm not punishing myself I'm doing that because I'm like yes I feel great I'm a superwoman I'm the strongest person in the world right now then the next day I might think oh my body I'm feeling a bit achy so I'm gonna do a bit of a yoga flow this morning or I'm gonna do a workout with my client you know we'll get some bands out and we'll do some resistance training so just being able to go with how you feel as well is, is a really nice one um, but I would say structure would be my best my best advice is to, is to get into that routine and that's what really helps me and I think a lot of the time, what I've noticed with with some people is that it's very confronting for them when somebody is is okay. So if I'm saying, you know what, I'm feeling really good right now, and I work out every day, and I eat well, and I've been vegan pretty much a hundred percent. You know, I think at the start I ate some sweets with gelatin in, and it was the end of the world for a day. But for over the past four years, I've been vegan, and. People see it as like, they get very defensive about that. So just be careful also who you're spending time with. Um, And the people that are defensive or the people that try and shame you for making yourself better, maybe they're not your tribe. And it doesn't mean you have to go, oh my God, you're a horrible human being. It just means you limit your time with them and you surround yourself instead with people that go, good for you, man. I'm so inspired by you. How amazing that you're feeling great. I'm so proud of you. And that doesn't mean that you're shaming them. Like by saying that I'm vegan, it doesn't mean that I'm sh- shaming you for not being vegan or just because I like to move my body every day because it makes me feel great doesn't mean I'm shaming you for not doing that. So I'd say that's, that's a, a good place to be.
0: Yeah, I once more agree, Holly. Like it looks like we're on the same page with, <laughs> when it comes down to a lot of things. Um, uh, intuitive living. I really, really like that message that you share. And I, yeah, once here also, again, with this answer that, uh, yeah, you just got to do more with the things that you enjoy. And of course it's good to have your routines. It's very good to have your habits. I'm a big fan of that as well, but you should also just live your life in a way that you really enjoy it. And yeah, also don't take it too seriously. Surround yourself with the people that, uh, that bring you forward. I think that is very important as well. And yeah, that's a little bit what we're doing here today as well also. So that's super cool that, that, uh, all comes down. Ali, I got the last question for you today already. Um, It flew by almost. It has. Um, But I would really like to know as well, like, for example, uh, of course, we are in the same city, so we for sure will stay connected uh, more now. Um, But for example, next year, we are doing this podcast once more. We have uh, you back with us. Uh, What do you think have changed? What is the future the next year bringing for us?
1: I think a lot of people are learning from this lockdown situation as well, that we're, that we're in at the moment. And I think don't be scared to adapt would be, would be my advice to me as well, actually, because I think about being honest. I was, when this first happened, I was very scared. I was most of mine. And I know yours as well is it's one-to-one it's not online. It's I'm, my job is very much a personal thing. Um, and I have a studio and it was, Scary to think that I had to take all of that online and would it be transferable? Um, I think there's gonna be a lot of change, but I really hope that to be this this staying with this connection that we've all made online. You know, we've never actually met in real life, but I feel like we have this connection now and it's so cool. And you know, I see your Instagram and we're commenting on things, and that I think even more people have more time online, and that's not a bad thing sometimes, you know, don't be mindlessly scrolling people that are going to make you feel like crap but if you have people online I love my Instagram at the moment like I'm just gonna say this because I I think so many people slag off social media but for me it's a really nice connection place I'm looking at my clients being even if someone's saying I'm having a bit of a shit day but look at this you or and just offering advice like that so I think for sure the connection is gonna come um a lot more online I think for me personally I'm gonna I'm going to adapt to my business plan, my whole plan. I like to have kind of five-year plans with my business as well. And that's completely changed in the last six weeks. Um, so yeah, I think it gives people a little bit more freedom in a weird way. As much as we've been locked down, I think it gives people a lot more opportunity. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, my job has gone to shit because of lockdown, maybe try and change it around. What can you take online? What can you take from this? How are people going to connect moving forward? I don't think that this um, COVID is going to be going anywhere anytime soon. So maybe try and think of this as an opportunity. And I know it's tough for some people, but see this as an opportunity to adapt, to engage and to learn about what you want from not just your business, but from yourself moving forward. Do you want to stay connected with people and have this connection online? It's incredible. And, I'm sure it's the same for you is that when I'm doing classes online, I really wasn't sure if the the personality and the great spirit that we have one-to-one would be able to be transferred on a screen and it for sure can. And that's the beauty of this now is that we're learning, you know, I'm dancing around with 20 other people most nights doing my my classes. And I'm like, yes, it's like we're all at the club. It's fantastic, except we can all like fall out of bed and do it. What a positive, you know? So yeah, I do see things changing, but I think maybe if we look at it for the better, it could be for the better.
0: Thank you. When one door closes, another one opens. I think that's the the quote in place here. So thank you very much uh, once more also for sharing that one uh, with us, Holly. I'm going to thank you so much for today being our very, very first guest uh, here on the Vegan Academy podcast and yeah, let's stay in touch. I hope everyone listening uh, this uh, special edition uh, are, is gonna, going to enjoy it. It's going to get uh, yeah some nice value out of it. And yeah, I will definitely leave the details of Holly, of me, of course, attached to this podcast as well. So if you want to get in contact with her, you can uh, find her very easily. Where where are you most active uh, normally at the moment, Holly?
1: Um, I would say Instagram. Yeah. She's just at Holly Baba. And it's the place that I I find the most, the nicest place at the moment. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Cool. Great. Well, guys, that's a, it's a wrap for today. We uh, have our first, very, very first Vegan Academy podcast. This was it. Thank you very much for listening with us today.
1: Thanks guys.